Thank you for listening to Christian Family Church Podcast. Here at CFC, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the world around us. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this week's message. I'm having fun today and I hope you are too. Um, I'm just going to show you some quick slides here. Uh, There's some books up the back, some of you may already know that. Um, This is my very famous father whom you've never heard of, (laughs) but he has preached here. And he did start the CRC in, in Victoria. So he has got an amazing story with lots of wonderful miracles in it, if you want to read that. Then there's a book about... Oh, look, you can't even see the title. Uh, It's, are you being manipulated by people? Do people control you? Are they bossing you? Are they not letting you be yourself? Are you feeling under the pressure? All those kind of things are answered there and how to deal with it. And that one's Discover Your Motivational Gifts, um, which is a book that um, has helped so many people to understand marriage relationships and parent relationships. I actually had one mother come to me and say, I had made an appointment for counselling, for therapy for my son and I. We were just not getting on at all. I read that book and I've actually cancelled the appointment. So it's a pretty profound teaching in there. And then there's one on the baptism in the spirit, um, which has got lots of uh, new revelation in it. And this one is our son. Um, That's uh, for people who have had trauma or abuse, or grief, or pain, emotional pain, how to pray for yourself and be healed from that, explaining all the causes and the healing. And then there's Rob's book, Everyday Miracles. Um, some of you enjoyed his session yesterday. If you missed it, you can buy the book because it it's goes through all the same stuff, but with a bit more detail, and it shows you how to move in the Spirit, how to hear from God, how to use the gifts of the Spirit. And it's a profound stuff in there. I think you'll... Has anyone read it here? Yeah, did you find it good? You'll have to say that now, won't you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So Rob and Jenny have read it. And uh, also, there's a little USB up the back there. Those little books, by the way, are $5 each, and, but Rob's one's 15 You get a bit more value in his. But this is for any amount that you want to donate to our ministry. And it actually has 11 video sermons on it. Okay, so if you want to give a donation, whatever, that can be yours. Now, we have got a treat for you. I have unearthed some hidden talent in this church. And if my two lady friends would like to come forward right now.
Okay, back to our PowerPoint. So today, stories of the Bible. God sends the Holy Spirit. These are the apostles. Hello. They followed Jesus during his time on earth. Before Jesus went to heaven, he told them to stay in Jerusalem until God sent the gift he promised. See ya. So after Jesus went to heaven, the apostles stayed in Jerusalem along with the other people who believed in Jesus. One day they were all gathered together when there was a sound from heaven like a mighty windstorm. Then what looked like flames appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak in other languages, and so they started speaking. At right. If you want more, you'll have to um, look online. When they started, <laughs> I'm sorry about these headings are all being missing. When they started speaking in tongues, an amazing miracle happened. And seriously, I have been preaching on the baptism in the Holy Spirit for over 40 years. And I'm only just beginning to realise what a miracle did really happen when they started to speak in tongues. There's more there than I've ever understood. In our brain an enormous change takes place when we speak in tongues. When we're speaking in English, it's the left-hand side here. You can see actually singing a gospel song in a known language is the left-hand side. But when you switch to the right-hand side to speaking or singing in tongues, different parts of the brain are involved. So you can see here, there's a difference there, see? That when it's got a lot of red, that means the blood is very, and the brain's very active because the blood's flowing to it, all right? So when, when you're singing in, in English or speaking in English, that is what is happening. But when you start to speak in tongues, the area that was so active is now not so active. And actually, if you look down here, you'll see this isn't very active, but now it's extremely active. Now, this is the part that gets switched on and, and you can also see a change there too. And there's more down, detail down there that we, we won't go into, but this is the part that is where your control is. So you're, when you're speaking in English, like I'm speaking now, I'm thinking about what I'm saying, so I'm, this part of my brain's active. But if I switch to speaking in tongues, I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. It's not my mind. What, what, is, what is praying when we're speaking in tongues? What? Our spirit. So our spirit is involved and so is that the spirit? I don't know. I'm not going to say that necessarily. But that is the part in the brain that opens up. It's never been used for speech before until you speak in tongues. So people in the world who are walking around who don't speak in tongues don't use that part of their brain for speech. So up until the day of Pentecost, nobody in the world had used that part of their brain for speech. Isn't that phenomenal? And on the day of Pentecost, then people began to use this part of their brain for speech. And if you speak in tongues, you're using that part of your brain for speech. Never been used before. That's why I say it's a miracle. It's just amazing that something happens so profound. Those disciples didn't even know it. You know, Jesus had said to them, stay, don't go, stay until you've got the power. And they didn't know what was going to happen to them. And suddenly they had the power. Whoa, 
amazing. The guy who discovered all this is Dr. Andrew Newberg, and he actually took people and got them to praise God in English and then to praise God in tongues. He wasn't a Christian. He was actually looking in the brain to see where the control was coming from. Because when we're praying in our known language, the control's here. But he couldn't find in the brain where the control was. He was actually looking for the Holy Spirit. No wonder he couldn't find him. Amazing. Amazing. So in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, Paul says, I will pray with the understanding, that's using this part of his brain, your mind, but I will also pray with the spirit. So when you're speaking in tongues, you're praying with your spirit. That's what's happening in your brain. Now, for the first time, they were praying with their spirit. So you can choose when you pray, are you going to pray with your mind in your language that you understand or are you going to pray with your spirit in a language you don't understand? And it's enormously different. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says something amazing. Those who speak in other tongues, hands up those who would belong to that class here. Okay, those who speak in other tongues, what will happen to them? They will build themselves up. They will grow strong and they will improve. I tell you right now, Jenny Furness, who knows Jenny Furness, she's doing a study right now and researching and using people doing a PhD to find out what that really means when we speak in tongues and we're building ourselves up, we're growing strong and we're improving. I don't understand why some people would say, I don't need to speak in tongues. You don't need to build yourself up. You don't need to grow strong. You, you don't need to improve. Because they're all the things that are going to happen when you speak in tongues. Now, for years, I preached that that was happening to us spiritually. We were building ourselves up spiritually. We were growing strong spiritually. And we were improving spiritually. And that's true. But further revelation is coming all the time. And it's not just spiritually. It's actually our whole being that changes when we speak in tongues. Our body, our soul, and our spirit. This is the guy that discovered what happens in our body, Dr. Carl Peterson. He found out that when you're speaking in tongues, you are developing immunity. So you're making yourself strong, putting a protection around yourself so that you won't catch infections and diseases that other people catch. And also pain relief. Now, I've used this all my life. You see, I was baptised in the spirit when I was four. 30 years ago. All right, 70 years ago. Amazing. All those years. And somehow or other, I, this guy's only done this research more recently, of course, but I somehow knew that speaking in tongues would take pain away and I have used that all my life. And I taught my children when they fell over and they were sore, I would pay speak in tongues over their pain and it would go every single time so I've been using that and then this guy comes along does all this research and he finds out that this is what happens extended tongues praying that's not just as you're going out the door activates the central nervous system which releases brain hormones 
which increases our immunity and decreases our pain. And look at this, 100 to 200 times more powerful than morphine. Morphine's what they give you right at the end of your life, you know, and you're like, <coughs> just about to snuff it. And yet speaking in tongues does this. You know, a girl told me the other day that she spoke in tongues while she was having her baby and she had no pain and a very quick delivery. You want to try it? <laughs> Didn't work, Mike? Didn't work for you, Mike? <laughs> But how amazing that when you're in pain, you can switch over to that prayer in the spirit and have that pain go. That's what this guy discovered. So speaking, Jesus said, what's missing up the top there is Jesus said that this is what will happen when you speak in tongues. And it's smarter than a smartphone. You know, all those things that I'm going to show you on this, my smartphone can do. I love my smartphone. We've been friends for 10 years. Okay, the first one is Jesus said the Holy Spirit will teach you. Well, my smartphone teaches me, but the Holy Spirit teaches me much better. Okay, what's the next one? The Holy Spirit will remind me. Well, of course, on my phone I've got reminders and I've got calendars and I've got things that beep and flash and all that kind of stuff on my phone. But the Holy Spirit's a better reminder and I teach kids, who are you at school? Okay, next time you do your exams, speak in tongues. Before you do your exams, I used to, never had any trouble with exams because I would speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit would remind me. I'd look at the exam paper and I'd go, oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lord. Yes, that, 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 that. The Holy Spirit would remind me. So much better than a phone. But, and the Holy Spirit will guide you, you know, with the phone it's cool because you've got this light. Oh, I use my light so much. And it guides me. Often when our van is parked, we're parked in very dark places and you have to, you know, doddery old lady going along in the dark needs her light. So the Holy Spirit will guide you way better than a phone, though. Of course, the GPS is on the phone too, and it shows us where to go. We, we travel all over Australia. We go to so many places. I don't know what we would have done in the old days because I've got my GPS, put it on, and we're right. But you see, the Holy Spirit can guide you too. He can show you the way to go. He can, you can hear from God. That's what we've been teaching while we've been here. You can hear from God, and he will show you where to go. How fantastic is that? Amen. How cool. I love it. <laughs> I haven't got enough hands. I need to be an octopus. Here we go. The Holy Spirit will refresh you. Oh, how many times do we come home from work and we're just exhausted? And it's, you know, a small group night tonight. You go, oh, I just don't know whether I'm up to it. And, you know, honestly, if you go away in a room and have a bit of time with God and speak in tongues, he will refresh you. He will give you uh, peace. He will just flood through your whole body, spirit, soul, and body. And speaking in tongues will do that for you. This guy here, his little face... He's an anthropologist and he, um, he studied people and he studied people speaking in tongues and he made an amazing discovery. He found that speaking in tongues lowers your stress and he could, you can, you can Dr. Lynn his name was, L-Y-N-N if you want to look it up. He, you can actually measure a person's stress level by their blood, by enzymes and hormones that are in their blood and he saw a marked decrease 
in the count of their hormones and their enzymes, showing that they were less stressed after they'd spoken in tongues. How often do we remember to do this stuff, you know? We get stressed and we forget, don't we? We just get more and more stressed. Rob and I have many opportunities to praise the Lord when we're in the van and the truck. They, they're always needing repairs and maintenance. They cost us an absolute fortune. You probably think our life is just a breeze. <laughs> you know, the last time we had a quote was, your roof needs fixing, that'll be $10,000, thank you. Like, what? Anyway, that's another story. But Rob and I have learned when we get bad news or stress, speak in tongues. You know, you don't want to speak in tongues. You want to moan and groan and gripe and have a self-pity party and, and, and say how bad it is for you. you know, that's what you really want to do and make everybody feel sorry for you. But the Bible, you know, is telling you all the time, speak in tongues. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12, speak in tongues. He will refresh you. He will refresh you. Just, you've just got to switch that will to doing it. Okay, so that guy did an amazing study. Then Acts 1.8, the Holy Spirit will empower you. I really need to be an octopus now. Because without the Holy Spirit, we're nothing. And... You know, Jesus said to the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, but don't go yet. Why couldn't they go yet? Tell me. Oh, Kerry, you're, you're on it. They hadn't received the power. They didn't have the power. You see, this, do you know what this means, folk? Jesus never meant for you to be a Christian and minister to people and work for him and do the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. He never meant you to. If you're struggling, it's because you're not speaking in tongues enough. Maybe you're not reading the word enough. There's a lot of things, of course, but I'm talking about tongues today. So if you're struggling, use your tools. They're there. This is the kind of power. Without God, without the Holy Spirit, we're nothing. But when we get the Holy Spirit, see, we're full of power. And that power is amazing because it changed those disciples from being scared and wimpy and even lying to being bold and strong and activists. That can be you too, you see. Okay, so let's have another look and see what else we've got. Empower you and what's our last one here? Tell you the future. You know, your smartphone can tell you what the weather's going to be like. It can tell you other things that you need to know. But Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he can tell you the future. You know, if you're studying and you don't know what course to take, and you don't know what job to apply for, and you don't know what house to buy, and you don't know who to marry, all those kind of things, God is, is going to fill you with that knowledge. If you're speaking in tongues, it will help. That's what Jesus said. That's why all those scriptures are there. He will tell you the future. He will tell you how to go, what choices to make, and where to go. We've just got to use our tools. They're all so amazing. And he will counsel you, the Bible said. The Holy Spirit will counsel you. It's like, I don't know how to get out of this problem. I've got a relationship at work and it's not working. And, and you know, my boss thinks I'm doing the wrong thing when I know I'm doing the right thing. All those sort of things. He will counsel you. Speak in tongues. You just go out and go, I'm going to go for a walk. And you start speaking in tongues. And you start speaking in tongues. And suddenly all the revelation comes to you. And you go, of course, that's what I need to do. 
I need to write that email and I know exactly the words I should put in it and I know exactly how I'm going to fix that up. You know, and it works out because the Holy Spirit is your counsellor. How wonderful is that? Jesus said the Holy Spirit will protect you. Jesus said the Holy Spirit, well, actually Paul said this one in Romans, that when you pray in tongues, you're praying the will of God. How amazing is that? And when you're praying in English, you're using your mind. So you're going, God, give me a Mercedes, you know, and give it to me now. But when you're praying in the spirit, it's your spirit. You know what's happening? God's spirit is telling your spirit what to pray back to him. How incredible is that? So you're definitely praying his will. You might know what you're saying, but you're praying his will. And so you know that what you're saying is exactly what God wants you to have. Praying in the Spirit helps us to intercede. You know, somebody might say to you, I really need prayer. And you, you go, I don't know what to pray for. Praying in tongues. Perfect prayer. Praying for somebody else or praying for yourself. Romans 8.26 says that he will help us with our infirmities, the things that need healing. If you've got emotional pain, one of the tools that you can use is to speak in tongues. He will help to heal you. And in Jude 20 says that when we're speaking in tongues, we build our faith. You know, some of you look at people like Mike and, and Pastor Andrew and, and the leaders in the church and you go, they've got so much faith and they're so bold and they're so courageous in the spirit. If you went up to them and said, how much do you speak in tongues? You would be amazed. It would be every day and probably for extended periods every day because they're building up their faith while they're praying in tongues. And then... Ephesians 6 says that we will get power over temptation. I remember when there was a chocolate royal sitting on my kitchen table. <laughs> oh, I want that so much. And I actually prayed in tongues. And you know, the desire left me. It was amazing. You would help us overcome our temptations. You might have bigger things that you're battling with, you know, pornography and and um, stealing and lying and who knows I don't know what your struggles are but praying in tongues will help you praying in tongues will help you to overcome that temptation and be strong in the Lord now Jesus talks about the the well and the river have you heard about the well and the river you know the difference between the well and the river in John 4 14 it's sliding off the scale down the bottom uh Jesus said, whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. It will become in him a well of water springing up into eternal life. All right. When you come to me and, and, and drink, which really means when you receive me as your saviour, when you come to me and you ask me to forgive your sins, when you come to me and ask me to come into your life and you become a Christian, you get a well of living water. So hands up those here who've got a well of living water. Okay. 
If your hand is not up, you can receive your well of living water today. It's like you search all the world around trying to get a drink and you're so thirsty and then suddenly you find Jesus and you have great big gulps. That was what it was like, wasn't it? And you go, I found him whom my soul longed for. I found that living water and I'll never thirst again. And so you have this glorious drink. That's the well of living water, okay? That's important to get that. That's how you get saved. And you don't have to speak in tongues to get saved, don't let anybody ever say that to you. That is not true. You have got the well of living water, no speaking in tongues, and you're saved. You know that you're going to heaven. You've got no doubt that you're going to heaven. I hope everybody that's listening to me online or in this room has no doubt that they know that if they take their last breath on earth, their next one will be in heaven because you've got that well of living water. That's how important it is, okay? But there's an extra experience, and it says in the data projector, just got a well of living water, but when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that well is no longer a well. Uh huh. Not just a well, but what does it come from? Seven thirty-seven says you'll become a river of living water. A river. And that's what happens when you start speaking tongues. All those disciples on the day of Pentecost, they became a river of living water. So let's have a look up here. There's the river. Rivers of living water. Oh, hallelujah. I loved it when my rivers of living water brimmed up out of the depths. He said that in regard to the spirit, John 7, 37. Do you know when I was a child, this is in, in my father's book a bit, when I was a child there was an amazing revival in my house. In my very home, hundreds of people were coming into the home and being filled with the Spirit. My parents were so busy praying for people to be filled with the Spirit that they actually had a room set aside just for it. And all my life, that room was called the glory room. It just seemed natural to me. How many of you had a glory room in your house? (laughs) I had a glory room. Like my mum would say, oh, your coat's in the glory room. It was just a normal name for that room because when my mum and dad were so busy praying for everybody to be filled with the Spirit, they would say to people, go and wait in the glory room. We've already got someone here we're praying for. And they would come into the glory room and that person would be splat out on the floor speaking in tongues. Can you imagine the awesome atmosphere I grew up in? No wonder at four... They heard me speaking in tongues. I was swinging on the back door, which I was not allowed to do. And they heard me speaking in tongues. They thought, she's only four. But you know, that prayer language has stayed with me all those years. Awesome. The rivers of living water bubbled up. My sister was eight at the time. She also started speaking in tongues. No others have ever stopped speaking in tongues. 
because of that awesome experience which you can have today. I just want to tell you this delightful story. Does any of you recognise him? Mandy, who is it? I'll tell you. Barry Silverback. <laughs> he's uh, he's a, an epic missionary in the CRC. And he told me this story, and this is true. I actually got him to put it in writing to make sure I got it right. He was in a coastal village where there was some uneducated, ignorant um, coastal villagers and this guy received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I wish I had a photo of him. But he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and he started speaking in the clearest English. That was his prayer language, English. He didn't know English. Barry knew this guy. He did not know English. He could not speak a word of English. He didn't understand English. He was just a simple native in his little village. And this is what he said. This is awesome. He said, he's not in my head. He's in my heart. And he has changed my life. Barry said he just kept saying it over and over again. He's not in my head. He didn't know what he was saying, guys. He's speaking in his prayer language. He's not in my head. He's in my heart. And he's changed my life. I just love that. Awesome. There are five questions that people ask about the Holy Spirit that make them doubt their prayer language. Everywhere I go, I find people saying these things. You know, I minister to children to, to have them baptised in the Spirit and I minister to, to grannies. <laughs> One, um, yes, with children, Rob and I go into a school with a 1,000 students and, and we get asked by the principal to pray in every class for every child to be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues. We go there every year. But these five questions come up with children and they come up with adults. And I want to knock them on the head because, you know, this is the, this is the problem. Who's this? Yes, and he hates you speaking in tongues because he knows the power that comes. And he will put anything in your way to stop you speaking in tongues. He will whisper these things to your ear. But I've uncovered him for his filthy works, and I'm saying it's the devil and don't believe him. So these are the questions he puts in. Some people say, well, I started speaking in tongues, and then I felt like I was making it up, so I stopped. Ha! That's just what the devil wanted to happen. Do I have to feel something? I was praying with a lady some time ago, and um, I said, well, you've been filled with the Spirit. I can hear you speaking in tongues. And her friend said, yes, I hear you speaking in tongues. And she said, yes, but I didn't get filled with the Spirit. And I said, why? And she said, because I didn't feel anything. Find the scripture, folks, that says you're going to feel something. It ain't there. You may never, ever feel anything. It is nice to feel something. <laughs> it's lovely. But you may never, ever feel anything. You do it by faith because the word says so. Am I copying? Some people say, well, I think I copied. Actually, it's impossible. Linguists say you can't copy someone else's language. Is this a real language? You know, people say to me, oh, I don't think one was a real language. I go, hey, there's 800 dialects just in Papua New Guinea alone. Have you heard all those? Can you judge it against those and say yours doesn't sound right? 
there are some very strange languages that sound strange or will I get something wrong? Why are you thinking that if you ask God for the Holy Spirit that he's going to give you something wrong? And people go, well, Satan might slip something in. Well, who's the most powerful, guys? Who's the powerful one? But, you know, that's my reasoning. But you don't have to listen to that because the Bible tells you all the answers to this. It's in Luke 11. If you look behind the screen, you'll see it. <laughs> Luke 11. If a son asks for bread, you know this scripture, don't you? Would his father give him a stone? And you can imagine all the listeners going to Jesus. No, we wouldn't do that. If he asked for a fish, would his father give him a serpent? If he asked for an egg, would his father give him, whoops, a scorpion, thanks. <laughs> and then the people, as they listened, Jesus said, if you know how to good give, give good gifts to your children, and this is the important bit, and I'd like you to read this with me, okay, because this is really powerful, and it knocks on the head all those five questions here we go. Let's say it together. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So what is the Father going to give you? What? Something that was wrong? Something that was copied? Something that wasn't the real thing? No, no. We ask the Father for the Holy Spirit and what he gives us is the Holy Spirit. So you step out in your faith and you go, I don't feel a thing but I'm still going to speak in tongues. It sounds like someone else's language but I'm still going to speak in tongues. It feels like I'm making it up but I'm still going to speak in tongues. You, you've got the devil on the run when you do that. You know, he's, he's so powerful. And this is what we do to him, look. So you are not making it up. You may not feel anything. You are not copying. It is a real language and you didn't get something wrong. You know, if only we had the, the eyes of a child. They're so trusting. You tell them when they get filled with the Spirit, they'll speak in tongues and, and they do. And, you know, that's me when I was four. I'm the cute one. And my sister, when she was eight, do you know I've still got that pot there? And that's when we were filled with spirit. We both ended up in ministry, powerful move of God that took place in our home. And that's the school that we minister to. So when we pray, which we're going to do now, don't speak in a language you understand. Because that's using this part of your brain. And we're not using that part of our brain. It's when it switches to this part of our brain that the power comes in, that the health comes in, that the counselling comes in, all the things that we've been talking about, the immunity. All those things happen when you switch to this part of your brain. So you don't speak in a language that you understand. I know some people, when, when you pray for them for the baptism in the Spirit, they're going, oh, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look, that's lovely, but it's not the time to do it when you want to speak in tongues. Because, guys, you only got one mouth, okay? And if you're going to keep saying, I love you, Jesus, and that's wonderful, Lord, that is going to stop you speaking in tongues because you can't speak in tongues while you're saying all that. So you have to stop saying that. That's why I've said that there. Don't speak in a language you understand. By the way, for those of you who want to lead other people into the baptism in the Spirit, I'm really teaching you now how to do that. 
okay? I will not pray for anyone now until I've gone through those five questions because I know jolly well at the end they're going to say things like, oh, I think I was just copying. And I'm going to knock that on the head before we pray. I get make sure that people understand that the speaking in tongues is the evidence of the baptism of the Spirit. Now, I believe when Rob preached here last time, uh, he went through the five times in Acts when they were filled with the Spirit and explained why each one was speaking in tongues. So I don't need to do that. So this is a new language. It's coming, the power of the Holy Spirit is bringing that language out of that well and into your river. You're not waiting for something to come outside. Don't say to me, I got prayed for and I didn't get it. Because you've already got it. The well's already inside you. You just didn't release it to let it become a river. You're not waiting for something to come from outside, waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay? But you have to speak. This is the trick. You have to speak. Some people go, oh, I'd love to be filled with the Spirit. That sounds great. Open your mouth, darling, because you're going to speak. Mm. People sometimes think the Holy Spirit's going to come along and go. How easy would it be? But you see, he doesn't because he's waiting for you. It's your will that gets you filled with the Spirit. You say, I want to do that, and you start doing it. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues. Okay? You do. So you have to step out and say, okay, at this point I'm going to now switch from praying with my mind to praying with my spirit. I'm going to speak in tongues. And, you know, that's why sometimes people think they're doing it themselves because they are actually doing it themselves. That's why they think, oh, I don't really think I got filled with the Spirit because I was just, I was moving my mouth and I was speaking. That's what you're doing. The kids like to call it random words. So, so Pastor Liz, they say, is it just like random words? That somehow speaks to their generation. Yes, I say, it's, it is. It's random words. So here he is, he's speaking random words. But oh, how God, Father God loves to hear that prayer language. How Father God loves to hear them speaking in tongues. You know, some people say, what am I do- saying when I speak in tongues? The Bible tells us five different things that we could be saying when we're speaking in tongues. I'm not going to tell you because for $5 you can buy the book. <laughs> and I haven't got time and you've been sitting for a long time and I don't want to take too long. But praying in tongues is the key. Whoa, let's go back to opening your mouth and getting that spirit moving and all those things happening. And I hope that from what I've explained to you today, and and I mean, I know I'm just saying it really simple, but I hope you can take it away with you so that you can pray for someone else. And Yeah, I'm confident. I can pray for someone for the baptism of the spirit. I know what to say. I know how to do that. So as I've gone through that, if you haven't already been filled with the spirit, this is your moment. And if you have already been now, you're empowered to go and pray for others. I know some of you already were, but I might have added a little bit to it. So let's just stand, shall we? You don't have to, but if you'd like to. Helps to change position a bit, stops you going to sleep. Now let's just praise Jesus in English, in a language that we understand. And just talk to him and and be conscious of the fact that this is the part of your brain that's active, okay? Your thinking part, your control part, the part that chooses what you're going to say. And then after a while, we'll switch over into tongues and be conscious of the fact that now your, your thinking controlling part is 
now not functioning quite. And over here, the part that brings the power, the part that brings the changes, the part that makes your body healthy, the part that makes you remember stuff, that's going to be active. All right? So let's just speak in English first. You don't have to speak really loudly if you're conscious of the person next to you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We're just a, you're a mighty God. You're a wonderful God. You give us everything that we need. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's just switch over to our prayer language. If you've never spoken in tongues before, you just open your mouth and start to speak. That's how you do it. You just open your mouth and you start. Open your mouth. Get that spirit moving now. You're praying with the spirit. Just think of the health and the life of Jesus. It's flooding through every part of your body. Your mind's being renewed. Your body's being renewed. If the musicians would like to just come up and play. If you're doing Jenny Furness's study, you would have to speak in tongues. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. So have a look at your watch. You've been speaking in tongues for about three and a half at the most. <laughs> We'll get the music playing so that you won't feel so self-conscious. A bit louder. Real loud. are actually playing a chord progression they're going through cycling through four chords and you can catch on to that it's like it's like catching the wave catching the the uh, surf getting the big breaker and come into shore with that chord progression so you just uh, guys if you could sing that'd be good now just just sing anything whatever
but it also says I will sing with the Spirit. So let's stop, drop the English and start singing in the Spirit. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, at home, you can put on a CD. You know, I do this a lot. Put on some music, Spotify, get out, whatever, iPods and stuff, and, and have some music going and start singing in the spirit. Have any of you ever done that at home? Yeah, it's, it's three of you, thanks. <laughs> you want to try it. It's really cool. Or being in the car and, and, and stick it on some music and just start singing in the spirit to it. And you know what's happening? All your body's getting healed. All your soul's getting healed. Your spirit's being renewed. So many things are happening, much more than just when you're praying with your mind. Now you're switching to the spirit and they're getting that prayer language going in singing. It's pow powerful. And Paul said, you can do it. Let's just look at that slide again. Um, yeah, see, it says, I will pray with the understanding. So you did that today. And then I'll pray with the Spirit. You did that today. And now it says, I will sing with the understanding. So you see what part of your brain is active there. But then when you sing with the Spirit, that, that Spirit part becomes active. So very powerful. Can you do your homework? Next time I come back, I'll ask you. <laughs> no, I won't. I probably won't even remember.